Makers of Sport Podcast, Episode 31, with TJ Harley. to episode 31 of the Makers of Sport podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, at T. Adam Martin on Twitter. Today on the show, TJ Harley is joining us. If you follow the sports branding industry at all, you're probably familiar with TJ. Uh, he was the former creative director of the Collegiate Licensing Company in Atlanta, uh, where there he headed up the in-house creative division for nearly 11 years, providing creative direction and brand development strategies to more than 200 CLC and IMG clients. Currently, TJ is the founder and creative director of his own design consultancy, Harley Creative, as well as the founder of Vector Loop, which is a premium vector art store online. Welcome to the show, TJ. I appreciate you coming aboard. Thanks, Adam. That is quite an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I probably should also thank your wife for letting us borrow you for the evening, being that she is allowing you a break from helping out with the newborn. <laughs> that's that's good, man. He's he's been he's got all his crying out today. Like he's been crying all day, so I think he's I think he's got it all out of his system at this point. So maybe we'll get yeah. a little, little peace and quiet around here. Yeah, well, well, some of our listeners that maybe follow on Twitter uh, might remember that we had a discussion about possibly having this at the. Uh, college football hall of fame and we just from schedules and the baby and then creative south next week couldn't make that work out yeah. so we may have to happen have to see if we can do something in the future there sure we'll go down and just we'll just have fun instead of worrying about recording a show all <laughs> right so you know you're a listener and you're familiar with with kind of the intros and things like that and i'm for any guests that maybe don't know who you are let's kind of give them a bit of a deeper background can you tell us a little bit about your story uh sure uh i I was born in right outside of New York City in a town called uh, Pearl River. I, I was pretty interested in, in sports logos as a as a kid. Really, I, I never really thought it would turn into a, a career. I loved like football helmets for some reason when I was a kid. Like I, I remember my grandfather showing. I was I grew up a Mets fan and a Jets fan, which has been pretty unfortunate the last thirty years or <laughs> yeah. so. Um, but uh, I can remember him pointing out to me that the, the old Jets logo in the 80s had the jet plane on on the top of it. And I remember just thinking that was like the coolest thing. And that was like kind of my first foray into sports logos. Like, again, I didn't really think about it much at the time, but now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense. And I, and I was always drawing football helmets. I always remember, I don't know if you remember like back in the 80s, like they had, it, it, when you get the TV guide, they would have like the little the little call outs of the, the rosters and things. And they'd have the little helmet on there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how old your, your average listener is, but that was back in the mid eighties. But I used to love like getting the TV guide and, and I used to cut those little rosters out and save the, the helmets and things like that. And I used to love uh, watching the lions on Thanksgiving. Cause they would have that huge football helmet in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. There's just something just exciting to me about that. I don't know. I don't know. And as I grew up, I was we, we would go play football like out out in the yard, and I would in the snow, and I would draw the the helmet in the middle of the field. I would like line the whole field in the snow and like wow. run in the end zones <laughs> and draw the helmet. My friends would be sitting there going like, 
can we just play? Like, and I'm like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta wait. I gotta finish my helmet first. And then of course we play for two minutes and it would get ruined anyway. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't be able to see it anymore. Um, and then I would, uh, again, when I was a kid, I would like create, I created my own like football and baseball leagues and I would like make up games and keep stats and things like that. And like, I wouldn't really make logos, but I would just kind of pretend that there were these, these teams that existed and, and things like that. Um, and then I moved to uh, South Carolina when I was in high school and uh, ended up going to Clemson University. Uh, still really didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I, I applied as a mechanical engineering major. I, didn't, I don't know why. I took a mechanical drawing class in high school and I kind of liked it. I was like, well, maybe this is something I could do. Well, I didn't have the grades to, to get into the engineering program. They, they, weren't take, <laughs> they weren't taking C-plus students at the time. I think. Uh, so my second choice was a major called graphic communications. And I thought that was going to be kind of like graphic design. And as I got more into it, it was more of the technical side of, of printing, you know, screen printing, offset, uh, flexography, all that kind of stuff. Really yeah. boring stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't really that much into any of that kind of stuff. Um, I wanted to do design and it, the program really kind of frowned on design. And it wasn't until I did my first internship uh, at a place called Jackson Dawson in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, where I really kind of saw people making a career out of doing graphic design. I would sit there and like, oh, this is cool. People are like designing logos and, you know, using Photoshop and stuff as a job. I'm like, this is pretty cool. So that was really like the first time that I was sort of intrigued by, wow, this could really become like a career, you know? Right. And uh, so after I did that, uh, I went back to Clemson uh, to finish up. And uh, while I was interning, I, I had done like some, I had a lot of free time there. So I, was, I fooled around and like would design shirts for uh, the fraternity that I was in. And so I went, when I went back to Clemson, I went to this uh, little t-shirt shop called Tiger Town Graphics to get a shirt printed. And they had a sign there that said, looking for a part-time graphic designer. I was like, well, I, I guess I could do that. I didn't have any experience other than my internship, but I was like, you know, will you take a guy that just wants to learn? And they were like, sure. And so I went there and I worked when I wasn't going to school and I just really was able to just spend my time getting to learn Illustrator and practicing. And uh, just, you know, repetition is, is really the, the best way to learn. And I just kept doing things over and over and over again and just kind of got got the hang of illustrator. And then as I was graduating, uh, I graduated in, uh, December, 2001. While I was at Tiger Town Graphics, we were doing, uh, shirts for, uh, fraternities, sororities, and they were also a retailer. So they sold Clemson t-shirts, hats, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was designing Clemson stuff in the meantime. And, uh, in 2001, it was the 20th anniversary of Clemson's 1981 football national championship. And so we were going to do some shirts around that. So I was looking around on the internet. I don't think Google was even around that. It might've been in 2001. I don't know. So I was looking for, you know, some inspiration and somehow I stumbled on uh, a logo contest to design the 50th anniversary of the ACC. And it was open just to ACC schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, students of AC, in ACC schools. And so I looked and the deadline was the next day. And so I basically just dropped everything I was doing and threw some stuff together and sent it in. And then a couple of weeks later, they called me and they're like, you won. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
And so right about when I graduated, I, I put, I, you know, back in those days, you had to write letters to people. It really wasn't Twitter or Facebook or Dribble or anything like that. I mean, you right. basically <laughs> sent CDs out and wrote letters to people. I mean, this was really the sort of still on the, the cusp of the beginning of the Internet. And so, you know, I sent letters to the NFL. I sent letters to the Mets. I sent them to Major League Baseball, you know, with a, with a CD of work and got the standard, you know, we're not hiring right now, but we'll keep you in mind, you know. Right. And, uh, I sent one to uh, a company called the Collegiate Licensing Company. And I knew of CLC because as a Clemson licensee, everything that had a Clemson Tiger Paw on it, we had to send to them to get approved. So I was – the only thing I really knew about them was that they were the company that either said your design is approved or disapproved. Right. Um, and which actually turned out to be – I had actually – gotten mad at some people that worked there because they disapproved stuff that I thought was fine. And then I ended up working with them. That was kind of awkward. Did they have the seal at that time? Like they, with the old seal that they, they stick on everything? They did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's fine. So I ended up working with some people that I had yelled at, but I don't think they remembered, which is fine. But, uh, so I sent a resume to them and I got the same letter back saying, you know, we're not, uh, we're not hiring right now, but we'll keep you in mind. And then a couple of weeks later I got a call and they said, uh, the girl who's our designer is leaving. Would you want to come down for an interview? So I came down for an interview and uh, ended up getting a job there. And I think they knew about the ACC mark that I had done. So that I think that maybe put me over the top. I don't know. I don't even know if there was anybody else that had interviewed for the job. So I ended up going to work uh, at CLC. Uh, didn't really know much about it. I, I remember the first day that I was there and sitting down and having this entire folder full of vector art. Like every school and every bowl and every conference, all in vector. I was like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I, I must have spent like two days just like going through and just opening the files and looking at them, going, oh my God, this is in vector. This is great. Yeah. You know? I think I did the exact same thing at O's Communications when I was there. It's, I was like, Look at all great, these school man. logos. <laughs> it's un- it was unbelievable. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. So uh, I st- when I started out there, I was basically doing. Uh, Retail signage, you know, some uh, direct mail type things. And uh, they really weren't doing a lot of logo design. And I even said to them, I was like, you know, we have a pretty good opportunity here. We work with schools, you know, face-to-face with, you know, licensing contacts. Why not try and do some of this? So I think I did a couple of small things here and there. And then the first really big logo job that I did was the Big 12. And that, I mean, you go from, you know, designing t-shirts and <laughs> some signage. And then it's like the big 12 wants to redo their logo. So that was like a huge thing for me. Right. And uh, so that was, that was the logo that they just replaced. And I find a lot of the stuff that I did, they're getting replaced the last couple of years. Well, and probably okay. at that time too, the big 12 was, you know, if we have younger listeners that are probably more familiar with like the SEC's dominance, I mean, they were probably super dominant at that time too. Oh, yeah. So it was like sure. major work. Sure. Oh Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was big time for me. And I think at the same time, I I did uh, the Red River rivalry, which so is another kinda, huge one, yeah, yeah. So and that, and that was like those were like the first two things that I saw on TV, and I was like, oh my god, this my logo on TV, that's awesome, you know, right? Um, so and then it just kind of snowballed from there, just starting doing bigger and bigger things. And then my my dream there was really to do something for the SEC. I really, I, I really admired some of the, the past marks that they had had for their championships and things like that. I was like, man, if I could get the opportunity to do that, that would be 
awesome. And then we, I ended up doing the, uh, I think it was the 2006 football was the first one, the first mark that I did for the SEC. I okay. Think. And then from there, like just, they just kept coming back every year. And I was like, this is, this is great. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's cool. I remember that. I actually remember that one because this, this is literally the time that I was at host communications and I was working on like SEC uh-huh. game programs. So I think yep. that I actually used that logo on uh, the game. I think that championship was it. The, it was the football championship. Yeah, it was out. a big. It was a big football. It was like a football it, shape. And Georgia yeah, and LSU. A, I, don't, I don't remember who was playing. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, it was I, a big football with the with the and that was the first time they brought back the circle SEC mark. They used to have yep. that. Well, it, it was the original mark, and then they went to the diamond shape SEC thing for a long time, and then that was the first. I because th- I think. I want to say that that there was some kind of anniversary that year for the SEC because that was also the year that uh, I did the basketball mark, which we've talked about. Right, the throwback, the throwback SEC mark that you'd done that you'd worked on on the programs for. Right. So I think there was some kind of anniversary around that year. I can't I can't remember, but um, so that so we brought back that circle SEC mark, and I think. From what I had heard, they really liked using that mark. And then I guess eventually they just went back to it at some point. I don't remember what year they pulled the trigger and said, we're going to use this exclusively. It's probably five years later or something like that. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the triangle one. I I remember even like before I was a graphic designer, even familiar with what graphic design was, I hated that triangle mark. (laughs) Like even then, I was just like, this thing just doesn't look right. Something about it. Like what's the deal with this? Yeah, and they even they even tweaked it a little bit at one point and made it a little bit better, but you know, I don't I, I don't know that anybody really fell in love with it. And then, they and then there was the, the, the pinwheel, right? Like the pinwheel with all the, the school pinwheel. flags. Yeah, I, th- I think they still <laughs> use that for like promotional items. <laughs> I could be wrong, yeah. but uh yeah. So um so like doing the SEC stuff was was great. And then um you know, just did a bunch bunch of other uh uh, conference championship marks, uh, a lot of like theme marks, you know, kids club stuff. Uh, what other kinds? Of, I'd have to go back and look. Um, I don't even remember. But like, you know, just just uh, school anniversaries, uh, coach uh, milestones, things like that. Just like smaller stuff, right? Which I which I really preferred to do because there's a lot less scrutiny on it, and you're usually working with one person and like. If they say it's cool and like maybe their assistant thinks it's all right, then it's good. Whereas, you know, some of the higher profile stuff, you got to go, you got to go back and forth quite a bit. I I remember the beginning of the, doing the SEC stuff, there was some back and forth and it took me a little while to kind of get down what they wanted. I remember the first few years, like going back and forth with them and not really getting a whole lot of feedback. It was like, we just need to see some more stuff and you know you send them 15 or 20 things and it's like i need a little bit of direction here as to you know what you're looking for i can't just keep coming up with stuff and then kind of a few years after that i i sort of kind of got what they wanted and what they were looking for and was able to to do it a little bit quicker it was only like you know three or four things that i had to send them but that was cool i i i loved working on that stuff and then uh you know I was there for almost 11 years and, you know, like anything after a while, you kind of just get, I was really burnt out of doing college stuff. You know, I was just doing it day in and day out and you just kind of, you lose that creativity after a while. And it's, you know, 
how much more college it, it was the same way when i was in clemson it's like how much how many more clemson designs can i come up with it's just right burn out you know and it's just you're just looking for something else to do and yeah uh, you know there there's a number of reasons why i decided not to stick around but i i didn't really want to go to work for anybody else i didn't want to it was funny because when i was thinking about leaving i was like I, i'm gonna have to get a resume together and i don't even know how to put a resume together anymore i did it one time and it just sat, <laughs> yeah. in, it sat in a folder you know when the world had changed digitally a lot in that oh, 10 yeah. years, 11 oh, years. totally, totally. Yeah, it, it was totally different. I, I was almost, it was almost, I was almost lost. I was like, I don't even know where to start here. It was, it's certainly not, you know, what I did 10 years ago when I was trying to get a job. Right. Um, and, I, and I've never been like a, a corporate guy. I was kind of like doing my own thing. And I was just like, I just need to kind of go on my own. And I met so many people there. And that was one of the great things about working there. I mean, I met a lot of people. Yeah. And made a lot of contacts. And, you know, if you if you do good work, you know, hopefully people will respect that and, and want to hire you again. And um, right. And so right. I, I decided to just kind of do my own thing. And, you know, two and a half years later, here we are. So that's awesome, man. Well, w- real quick for uh, we've already kind of talked about some of the stuff you did at the CLC, but maybe for some of the people that are overseas or maybe aren't as familiar with American college sports. Can you talk a little bit about what the CLC is and like what they sort of do? Yeah. CLC is basically the licensing licensing agent for 200 something schools. So basically anytime you see a, uh, uh, a Georgia G or a, uh, Notre Dame logo or any, College logo, pretty much, except for a hand. There's there's only a handful of schools that they didn't represent at the time. Uh, they go out and they collect the royalties for the school. They make sure that nobody's using it illegally. They do other marketing things like that too. But their their basic core function is to you know collect royalties from licensees and make right. sure that, you know the school's getting paid for their trademarks. So it's almost like the middleman. The school doesn't have to actually deal with that stuff themselves. It's like the CLC. Right. right. You know, and they, and they obviously they take, you know, a fee off of the top. So, you know, if, if the school's getting 12%, then CLC collects, you know, a percentage of that money and then they, the school gets the rest. Um, and there are schools that do their own thing. Like Ohio State has done their own thing for forever. And same thing with USC. Right. And now there's, you know, there's, there's other companies doing that. A company called Fermata Partners that I, that I do a lot of work with, which is a bunch of old CLC guys that uh, kind of opened up their own shop and now are doing that and have, uh, have signed some, some schools. Right. So you sort of over time, I guess you were saying that initially there was maybe a lot of like in-house type stuff or like signage and things like that, but you sort of built out this sort of almost creative vision for what that position is over your time there. When it, when it got to the point where you were creating these marks, these championship marks and things like that, or some of these sort of like, um, anniversary identities and, and some of that stuff you were talking about, were those things that the CLC was actually taking to schools and pitching to them? Or were these things where the school would come in and say, Hey, we got a 25 year anniversary. We need you to do something. Uh, both. There were schools that we did a lot of work for and they just kept coming back. And every time they needed something, they would, they would call us. And then there was other, I, I wanted us to be a lot more proactive than we really were. Like I said before, you know, we're in this position where we're, you know, working day in and day out with licensing directors. And it's like, you know, we should be doing this stuff. And, you know, I, I, a lot of times schools will do it themselves and, you know, you get schools that <laughs> send you stuff and it's like, uh, man, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys do any 
full out rebrands or or any branding work for the universities themselves? Well, we did we did one full rebrand that was Georgia State, and we actually worked with some internal people there. Uh, it was kind of a weird deal. Like we we did, I did like the word all the word marks and uh, you know secondary marks, all that stuff. I, and I did not do the Panther. Um, a guy named John Hartwell. Yeah, I don't know if you you've heard of him before. Uh, he's a local guy. He's done some some sports stuff. He did the Panther, and then we did everything else. So it was kind of like a weird deal. It was like they hired their own person, and we did stuff. So it was it wasn't your traditional sort of rebrand. It was kind of a weird thing. Um, so that was really the only full rebrand that we did. We did a lot of like secondary marks and kids marks. You know, youth marks. Like we did one for Penn State. Like they had a kids club, and we did a Penn State kids club. We did a youth mark for Arizona. We did a youth mark for I think. New Hampshire, maybe, and a, a bunch of other things like that. So, again, smaller, not huge things, but just, just smaller secondary type stuff. Right. And, and I was and I was fine with that. Like I, like I said, when you get into like the big branding, it's 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 a bit more of a headache <laughs> than, yeah. than you would think. And it was nice to, like involved like crazy, you know. Yeah, that's 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 Joe Bozak's thing. He can he can do all that stuff. He can do all that he wants with that. I was fine. <laughs> I was fine doing the small stuff. So is that where you ran into Joe at when you guys met? Was it through the CLC? And he, I know he was doing some SEC work or something. Yeah, I Joe called me one time when I was still working there. I, I don't remember what we had talked about. It was something logo related. And then, um, yeah, we talked on the phone. I, I think I called him up a couple times when I was ready to kind of make the leap, and he gave me some advice. And then, um, yeah, and then he called me, you know, about this uh, NCAA project that we're working with. And uh, I don't know if you how much you know about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, um, and that was like Joe. I mean, Joe's one of my design idols, and I've told him this before. Like he and Todd are two of the Todd Radom, right? Two of the probably my biggest influences sports wise. And then you know when a guy like that calls you and goes, "Do you want to work with me and Todd and Fraser and Sky Dylan on you know rebranding the NCA and Final Four?" It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Where do I sign? Like, let's do this now yeah, before I mean, you change if, your if, mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would have. If he said, "Do you want to work on branding for an a, a elementary school assembly?" I would have said yes. Yeah, you know. But then it's like working with all those guys, and oh yeah, we're going to be rebranding like one of the biggest events, sporting events in the world. Right. Yeah, sure. I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll go along for the ride. So how was that? Because uh, you know, we're we're talking about probably. Uh, you know, a little little all star team here of guys in the sports branding world. As far as yeah. like, I know each of you sort of have uh, your own visual aesthetic that you're kind of bringing to the table. So I'm sure. curious, like, how you guys were able to navigate making it all work together. And you know, I don't know if you know navigating the sort of like potential egos in the room or if there are any or whatever. You know that. Type yeah, of thing. I mean, it was it was probably one of the the best experiences I've ever had as a as a graphic designer. I mean, I, I think the other guys would probably say the same thing. I mean, the nice thing about it, the, the five of us are really don't have egos at all. And that was mm-hmm. really what made it work. I mean, we all, we all met in New York city. Joe kind of went over, it was Joe's gig. So Joe basically hired the four of us, me, Todd Radom, Fraser Davidson and Sky Dillon. And, uh, you know, we all went to New York and kind of sat in a room and Joe kind of explained to us what the project was about. And, kind of gave us like a first assignment where we all went out and kind of explored our own, our own things and, and, you know, 
came up with some directions and things like that. And then we all came together, shared everything and kind of went and, you know, what was really great about it and what made it a really collaborative thing was that, you know, we could see each other's work and go, well, I like what Todd did. Can I just take that and maybe there's something I'd, I'd like to just tweak about it. And so we would all take each other's things and, you know, move stuff around and tweak it. And it was really, uh, really a true collaborative experience, you know, and, and to be honest with you, the, the, the final four mark really reflects, reflects that it's really a true collaboration of the five of us. Right. I mean, there's, there's pieces that everybody contributed to that. And, you know, Joe and I've talked about this a lot now, you know, we, we, we probably presented, we presented five, I think five or maybe six directions. And it it wasn't just the final four. It was the, the entire NCAA championship uh, package. Right. And so, you know, one of the things people may not realize is it's not just designing a nice final four mark. It's designing something that has to fit within the framework of everything else that we're doing. And so what we ended up with the most aesthetically pleasing and the best logo aesthetically, no, we, we submitted a lot of stuff that was better looking than that, but was it the best solution for what the NCA wanted? And I would say yes, because it had to do a bunch of different things that had to fit within the style of the rest of the stuff. It had to, uh, in addition to, you know, fitting in the city and fitting with the rest of it, it had to be something that was, that we could sort of take year to year and, you know, keep the same sort of framework that it, it, it's not something like the Super Bowl where it's just the same mark and we're just changing out letters, but it is going to sort of keep within the same style, use the same, you know, typeface, things like that. And it had to work, you know, year to year. And I think w- once you see some of the other stuff that is going to be included in this, which is, some of the other championships that aren't going to change year to year. They're going to be a little more static. You'll probably see that. Well, you know, and I think that that's what I love about Joe so much and having conversations with Joe is his ability to think on that strategic level. And that's something that I'm sort of passionate about as well. And I think that's what a lot of people outside of this sort of world that tend to comment on these marks and when they see them on blogs or whatever and it's like they leave sort of like their subjective opinion right, right, right. they don't understand that there is this huge strategy and there is this sort of system that needs to be developed and I think that's exactly the beautiful thing that you guys are able to one take five super talented people that that stand well on their own and come together and and really do this project and and have it be successful in that way so that's awesome man it's it's cool you guys got to work on that together yeah and it, and it even speaks to you know Again, Joe and I have talked about, you know, the whole agency thing. It's it's this was a, such a unique one-off type project where you know, they didn't go to an agency with a bunch of designers and you know, the agency says, "Well, you know, we're a big agency, we got a lot of employees, we can do all this." But Joe basically pitched to them and said, "I'm going to go out and handpick the right people for this for this job." You know, people that work in sports, work in college sports. And, you know, people that, that are going to do the right thing and, you know, give you the solution that you're looking for. Right. And, you know, honestly, like I think that is the sort of model of the future when it comes to the agency world. Because the, the beautiful thing about it is just exactly like what Joe did. He can go out and say, I'm going to get the best people specific to this project as opposed sure. to if you're an agency, it's like, well, you have to use this guy who's our art director and designer. Right period just because he works for us and he may not even be familiar with the industry or whatever. So right. it's definitely awesome that, yeah, that and, that's and, happening. And, you know, now. agencies have, they have mouths to feed. So, you know, 
a lot of them have, you know, 20, 50 employees. And that doesn't necessarily always make for the best solution to a, a, a certain project. You know? Right. It's like they, 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 they got people they got to pay. So <laughs> sometimes Absolutely, it doesn't man. matter if, if they're going to come up with the right, the right idea, you know? Well, now that we're kind of like on this path, you're, you're a couple years into your full-time consultancy gig and, you know, and you were at CLC for many years. So I'm curious, uh, is, do you think now that you've been doing this, are you sort of like, I know a lot of us kind of become like quote unemployable where it's like, I don't think we ever want to go work somewhere again. Are you kind of at that stage now? <laughs> oh, I mean, I was at that stage when I left, but yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, Get, I slept till 10 o'clock this morning, so. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I do that. I do that all the time. I get up whenever I, I get yeah, up, you know. Yeah. And I didn't shower either, so. <laughs> yeah. That, that cool. can be brutal. You can, if you work from home, you might go like two days without showering. And, oh, I did yeah. the other day. I was, I was sitting here, I go, I'm like, God, I stink. I really need to shower. And I've been showering at like, like six in the evening sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I my wife will come I home from work and I'm today. in the shower. I'm sitting here in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt just like conducting yeah. this interview with you. So that's, that's the beauty of, of being the independent guy working out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you can go, you know, take a nice long lunch, maybe have a beer at lunch if you'd like. Right. It doesn't matter. Oh, you can dude. Do whatever you want. Totally. I, you can, <laughs> if you play golf, you can go play golf like during the, oh, yeah. during the summer or when it's, when it's nice out. Like actually every year for the first day of the NCAA tournament, I go to a buddy's house and we just like watch oh, yeah. games all day. Totally. To do totally. no work, you know? Yeah. The, awesome. the beer lunch has been, or the two or three beer lunch has become my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you're able to come back and have your creative juices oh, flowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I, and, I, and I usually work till like 8 or 9 o'clock yeah. at night. So it's, yeah. it's not a big deal. I still get the hours in. You know, I'm not like just working five hours a day. I'm still putting the time in even more so than when I was, you know, had a nine to five job. Right. And I think that's the thing with a, a lot of people. It's sort of like, oh, you get to do whatever you want all stuff. We kind of laugh and joke about it. But, you know, there are times where it's a holiday and all my friends are out doing a thing. And it's like, you know, I got to get this thing done. Like, that's oh, yeah. Just the I, was, I was working in the hospital room while my one day old son was sleeping. Next day <laughs> I, I had to do was. the I mean, exact same thing when my second son was born. I had to make some changes to a poster. Like, and sit, literally sitting there in the hospital before my son was born, it was like, man, this is insane. I really was hoping well, I wouldn't yeah, be doing well, this. That's, and there's, you know, there's drawbacks to being self-employed too, because when you're working by yourself, there's nobody around to do that. So right. it's you or it's not going to get done. Right. You know? And that's, that's, that's sort of the tough part, but in a way it's sort of working relaxes me. Like, I, like, you know, when I get stressed out, I, I'll work for a few hours because it, it just calms me down. Well, and, and I think it's cool that like, for for what we do, and I sort of try to keep this in mind when I sort of drive by like my rural town where I live and see like farmers outside working in like, you know, negative degree weather or like a hundred and some degree weather. And I'm like, man, it's like anytime I sort of think like, man, like what I do sucks or whatever, I sort of see that and it helps me keep things in perspective. Like it's pretty cool that we get to sit behind a computer and Absol- just make stuff. Absolutely. I have, I have no complaints. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a lot of the work that you do, now with Harley Creative sort of carried over a little bit from your CLC days and in terms of like sporting event identities and things like that. We were just talking about the NCAA, obviously. And, um, you know, uh, I know you do a lot of work for the South uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference. Yep. So many of us that kind of have worked with those or we see those know that typically with those event logos, maybe not necessarily the NCAA, but like a conference championship or something like that, you have to integrate some form of corporate sponsor logo into the event. And uh-huh. and I remember uh, anytime I'd ever worked on one of those, like whether it's through my IMG days or whatever, like I always remember that being really tough and 
trying to find the right balance between placing a logo that already has its own visual aesthetic and color scheme sure. and then building an and event. And their own brand standards. Right, yeah, exactly. Mm. And then building an event-specific <laughs> logo with, you know, a lot of times numerous visual yeah. elements around it. So I'm curious how – you do this really well, and I'm curious, like, how you've been able to strike such a fine balance between integrating these things all into one mark. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess just the, the repetition of doing it over and over. I mean, like I think any designer, you, you sort of develop a style and – the way you do things. I mean, if you look at my work, I think even I would admit that it has a similar aesthetic to it where it's, you know, it's, it's got the prominent part of it, which is usually the conference name or something like that. And then it's got, you know, the location, which is usually the, 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 the smallest part of it. And then if there is a corporate sponsor, that's usually like second on the list, you know, like I, I you heard me say brand standards, like I, I hate brand standards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, brand standards are for people that like, have no idea what they're doing usually, you know, right. Like, I, I don't need to know that you need this certain amount of clear space on your logo. I mean, I, I know that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not stupid. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, it's for the people that will like stretch the logo into some small space or like change the right. color. <laughs> it's, it's basically making it like idiot proof, yeah, you know, and, sure. and I, I've still pe- seen people screw it up, but <laughs> you know, the thing I don't like is it, it, it sort of limits you in like creativity and you know, if you want to do a certain something with it, in my opinion, like as long as it looks good and it's like people can tell what it is and it's not like you're not, you know, overly saturating it with like stuff that doesn't matter, then who cares? You know, like right. I'm, I'm doing a uh, we're doing some I'm doing some web work for a uh, a school here in town and um, we're creating like a, another kind of intranet part of it. And, you know, we're taking the logo and adding like a little my to the beginning. And, you know, they're saying, well, that's not in our brand standards, we can't separate the logo from it. It's like, well, it's your logo. So who really cares? Like if you separate it, as long as it looks good to you, what difference does it, it's not a law, you know, Right. it's just basic recommendations on how to use it for people that don't know what they're doing. Right. So if, if I want to do it, if it looks good to you, then, then who cares? You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> so that's, that's the tough part of it. And trying to get people to sort of wrap their heads around that is, is difficult sometimes. And some people just won't budge and it's like, well, that's, that's the way it is. And you can't do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Does that answer? I don't even know if I've answered your question, but. Well, no, I think that, I think that you did a lot, but I, you know, part of it, uh, the question as well is sort of how, you know, when you're integrating like these cities and I guess, you know, it just takes a lot of experience to sort of make all of these pieces work together. Like there's, there's designing an icon or something that's like maybe one piece. And then there's designing these conference logos, which are like 10 different things. And everybody kind of has their piece that they want thrown in there, whether it's the sponsor, the city and, you know, somebody, some landmark. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's just from doing it. So, so, so many times, I mean, you just kind of get, you get to where it's, you don't even think about it, you know, you just kind of know where stuff goes and you know how to, how to build it and what's important and what's, doesn't need to be as important. And I, I don't really put that much thought into it, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like it just, it just kind of comes naturally at this point. So you just, you sort of, you sort of have the, you know, the quote unquote brief or whatever needs to go into it. And your, your main thing is just, uh, yeah. Developing I, don't even, a composition, I don't even pay attention. You know? to, I don't even like create a briefs either. I just, yeah. <laughs> just I go, like, man. Some, Jump some, on the Illustrator some, file, sometimes new, pe- new yeah. file. <laughs> I, sometimes I get these like really detailed creative briefs and I don't even read them. I'm just like, I'm going to do what I want. And then like, it's probably going to be okay. And if it's not, then we'll talk about it. But yeah. I'm, 
I've gotten pretty good at getting it right usually the first time. Yeah. Well, well I know <laughs> so, I know Frazier, uh, you know, he sort of has this mentality where he's just like, it's, I, I like to, uh, it's better for me to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, just do absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. And I think that's how yeah. some of the best stuff gets pushed through, honestly, in, in any creative discipline is people that yeah. sort of do that then kind of play by the book. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, so to change uh, change paths just a little bit, you know, Chris Bazin from Sports Fonts, and uh, he's uh-huh. I don't know who's up at Ohio State now, but he yep. was on episode. I met Chris. Uh, I met Chris last summer. Great, great dude. Okay, up at uh, he was like twice Columbus. the size that I that I expected him to be. I knew he's gigantic. Yeah, I, I knew I knew he was a pretty big guy. Uh, so you know, obviously, he has Sports Fonts, and and you tend to have a lot of custom typography play into your work. I'm curious at what stage of of your career, you know, kind of starting where you did, which was more like the whole graphic communication side and the technical side, when did you sort of start developing entire fonts and kind of becoming passionate about that particular part of the industry? The first typeface that I really did was for Georgia State. When I did the Georgia State stuff, we did a, a custom typeface uh, for that. And I think they're still they're still using it on their uniforms and things like that. Um, I'm certainly not at the Heffler and Company level. I mean, I'm, I'm not that good at it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, it's more of like a hobby to me, kind of. Uh-huh. You know, um, I've done a couple for for Chris's uh, sports fonts just just for fun, and actually, some of that came out of uh, the NCAA stuff. Oh, okay. Did, there were there were variations of stuff that just didn't get used, and I was just like, might as well, you know, put it up there, right? And that's kind of where uh, you mentioned Vector Loop earlier, and that's kind of another little side project I've done. It's kind of in the same vein where I had like all this extra stuff that I wasn't using. I was like, well, maybe somebody can use this. I don't know. It was, it was bas- basically the idea was for like if a high school or a youth sports team wanted to do like a, a if they were having a, a championship game or something, and they wanted just like a something they could kind of plug in their information to and have it look good, they could. They could go on the website and pay like fifteen dollars and have a, a nice looking logo. Right. Well, and that was kind of the whole I, point. I think that's uh, it's great that you're able to sort of recycle some of these things that maybe didn't work out. I, you know, I look at the stuff on uh, the stuff on Vector Loop is is super good, man. I'm yeah. There's I'm, some of Fraser stuff on there okay, too. I thought that I, I was looking. I was like, yeah. some of this looks Before like it everybody might be. emails me telling me that I'm ripping him off. <laughs> he, we've agreed to it, so okay. I, I would imagine you probably get some of the, some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's enough people that rip Fraser off. I don't need to be yeah. one of these people. Well, yeah, that take exactly what he did and, and put right. change the. It's so colors. funny, man. I love I love watching him go after people. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one awesome. of the highlights of my day. Yeah. I wish like it happened every day, just so I could to see him calling people out. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It probably does happen every day. He just doesn't catch it. You know, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. As, as, as popular as his work. He's is. got a whole army now of people that yeah. are out there looking <laughs> yeah. for his stuff. I yeah. don't know where they find it, but it's, it's Oh, man. Remarkable. Well, you know, like these little league teams and things like that are just the worst. They yeah. just grab stuff from wherever. And I know that's, well, that. And that was the whole point. Like it was like, it, it don't rip Fraser off. Just go on there and you could get one of his marks. You just give me 20 bucks and you can right. have, you know. Right. Yeah, so with Vector Loop and with some of the fonts and things that you're kind of being able to sell as a, you know, quote unquote product, do, do you ever think that maybe eventually you'll kind of venture into that world sort of full time and give up services at all? Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, if it if it got to the point where I was making 
buku bucks doing that. I would certainly do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, my whole goal is to not work anymore. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would totally do this podcast full time if it, if it like allowed me to pay my bills. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my whole goal is to make. I don't know who coined the the, the phrase "make money while you sleep." Oh but yeah, that that is my ultimate goal. So I don't want to work any more than anybody else does. So no doubt, man. Just I buy a that. bunch of stuff there. And I'll, I'll just. I'll hang out on the beach all day. Yeah. I have no problem. Doing absolutely. That. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think what's funny about it too is like for me, like if, if that happened, like I would still be ingrained in like design and creativity at some point. You just don't have to do it for anybody else. You don't have to deal right. with the revisions. You don't have to care what anybody thinks. You just put the thing sure. out that you want to oh, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yep. the beauty if of people it. People like it. And, and you'll know immediately if people like it because they'll buy it. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, for sure. So kind of, just coming full circle again, back to Harley Creative. Uh, I know that we kind of mentioned Fermata Partners earlier, and it looks like you have a, a couple of strategic partnerships going with a couple of companies like Fermata and uh, Collegiate Consulting, which are both looks like in Atlanta. Uh, can you? Yeah, t- I I don't do a whole lot of work with them anymore. Um, I do have uh, you know companies that I'm on retainer with. Fermata is one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I do a bunch of work for the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I do uh, some work for a company called uh, the Brander Group, which is uh, some old IMG people as well. Uh-huh. Uh, a guy named a guy named Wesley Haynes, who is uh, the head of IMG Licensing, and uh, they were basically they started out as a company called LPI, and when IMG bought them, they became IMG Licensing. But they they were basically did the same thing that CLC did, but for non collegiate products. So they they had uh, the PGA Tour, they did uh, Richard Petty, they mm-hmm. did. Uh, Trying to think who else, uh, Churchill Downs maybe. Yeah. So a bunch of you know non collegiate properties that they represented. So he he left IMG and has got his own thing going now, and they they uh, represent the NFL Players Association now. Okay. And so they 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 take care of a lot of take care of a lot of the uh, all the college uh, representation for players. So like if you want to uh, license Peyton Manning in a Tennessee jersey, then they they're they're the people that you would call. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it's kind of interesting, like uh, how sort of close or how how really sort of everybody knows everybody almost. It's like very little degrees of separation in that in this world. You know, it's it's all about. I'm such a believer in it's all about who you know, not what you know. I mean, I I met so many people at CLC, and there there be there's no way I would be doing what I'm doing without that experience. I mean, there's there's no way. Yeah, you know, and well, and th- those guys were so well connected, and they know so many people, and uh, it's crazy. I'll just get calls all the time of just people that I knew, you know, ten years ago. Hey, what are you doing? Like they have a new business that they want to start, and they need design help. Right. Know? So it's I'm and really, it's usually really in sports. Like that's the thing about yep. it too. Yep. That's, yeah, yeah. They kind of all stay in the same general area. But I mean, I'm just really, really fortunate that, that I was able to, to meet all those people because I mean, that's, that's really what's keeping me afloat right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it just, it goes to say like how important relationships are in any, any aspect of a business, especially when you start your own business, just, you know, trying not to burn bridges and, and that type of thing. Um, how, how, so my wife is from, uh, we were talking just before the show, uh, we started hit record, but my wife is from, you know, the Atlanta metro area. And um, I think Atlanta is is uh, definitely, even though they have professional teams, is a college sports town. So I'm curious, like, how much of a role does that city play into you being able to do so much college sports work? To be honest with you, I mean, I'm not doing a ton of college sports work right now. I mean, I, I, I've, 
I do, you know, my the stuff with the the Hall of Fame, um, with the SWAC, and you know, for modest stuff, I I really haven't done a whole lot of college sports stuff since I've, I've been doing a lot of web work now recently, mm-hmm. um, which I really hadn't anticipated doing. It's kind of just something that I fell into. Like I I built a website for myself, and I'm like, I can sort of do this, and then you know, as as like any anything else. You do one, and then you do another one, and then you do another one, and then right. you kind of start getting good at it. And um, so I've been doing a lot of that. But as far as the college sports, I, I don't, I don't really do a, a ton of college sports stuff anymore. I, I mean, it'd be great to do it here and there, and I and I do dabble in it here and there still. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't do a whole lot of it. But it, it, so you've expanded your services a little bit, right? It looks like you do a little bit of yeah, video oh, abs- now, absolutely. and and yep. talk about some of that. And, yeah, and it's it's like I was saying before, you know you. You work somewhere for 11 years and you kind of get burned out. And I was kind of just burnt out just doing logo work too. You know, I, I love kind of making little, you know, vignette films and things like that. So that was kind of something that I wanted to do. Like I did a little film for uh, the Fermata guys to kind of introduce their company. So things like that. I, you know, I've done some some other videos for, you know, like a realtor in town that needed that kind of stuff. So I, I like kind of wearing a lot of different hats and like doing a lot of different things. It just kind of keeps, keeps you sharp and it doesn't, you know, it, it kind of keeps you from being complacent, you know, yeah. if I was just doing logo work, I'd probably get, get, I get bored very easily. And so I think if I was just doing logo work, I'd be really, really bored. Yeah. A lot. Well, I, I still loved, I still love doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like, and it actually, I enjoy it more now because I don't do it as often. Right. You know? And you kind of have a, you come to it with a different perspective. Like, you know, Absolutely. seeing how it works. And because you're working in these other mediums, it's like now you know how it needs to work in these mediums. Yeah. And, and you come, and you come to it with sort of a fresh perspective each time. You know, if, if, if I don't do logo work for, you know, three months or so, and then I get one, I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to get on it and go, wow, this, you know, I haven't done this in a while and I get to do it. And I, it, it's really a way of, having a really fresh perspective on it, you know? Right. And I think that's one of the the best things about being a creative director in your own business is, is being able to wear all those hats. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that it is for everybody. You know, some people probably just want to make sure. one thing over Joe, and over. Joe, Joe's, Joe Bozag isn't going to be doing web stuff and he's not going to be doing videos. He's a logo guy and that's totally fine. And he's great at it. Right. You know? Right. And that's his thing. And that's what he loves doing. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, you know, I think there's actually a great opportunity as well in, in this, just this little circle that we're discussing here in, in sports for people that are kind of able to do this sort of uh, span the gamut between things because you're, you're focusing on like a almost like a vertical market, but it's like I like yep. to do different things. I like to do video. I like to do whatever you know, design. But I like to do those for one industry because of like your industry knowledge or maybe your passion sure. about the industry, which I think is cool. And you, sure. you could do that for like healthcare as well. Like people, I'm oh, sure yeah. do. Yeah, you know? and 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 really the industries are kind of all over the place now. I mean, I'm I'm, do, I'm doing work for just a lot of different types of things, you know, like, I, and, I, and I really enjoy that. And, yeah. I, and I, again, I still love doing sports stuff and I still, you know, do a bit of it, but it's just, I, I, I like getting out of that, that environment every once in a while. Right. It's just, it's refreshing. Well, and I think know? honestly, it's, 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 um, it's probably rare that people have 100% of what they do as sports. I know Joe is, is 100% focused on sports now and there may be a couple other firms out there, but you know, like even Todd, who, who we know is is sort of yep. one of the one of the kings of sports design. He does things that aren't related to sports, and it, sometimes it's a nice breather to get to do some other things yep. that are kind of outside of that world. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind. Of, I, I would equate it to like uh, uh, like a guitarist who's in a band, like do, 
going out on like a solo tour, you know, right? Like, even like guys that are you know in, in you know in the Rolling Stones stuff have solo projects that they work on just because they want something new, you know, right? It keeps them fresh, it keeps them sharp, right? And I think that's important. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, probably one of my favorite projects that you've worked on, not only for the subject matter, but also for the visual execution as well is, is you know, we just talked about a minute ago, all the work you did for the College Football Hall of Fame. I'm curious, uh-huh. what was it like to work on a project that sort of has that magnitude and, and the sort of history of college football? And also, I'm, I would imagine there were a lot of stakeholders in that. So can you talk about maybe navigating those waters as well? Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I, I was hired because an old CLC guy was a VP at CLC for a while and is now at the hall of fame. And, you know, you, you just kind of keep those relationships up. And he called me and said, you know, we're looking for a logo. And it started with that. And, um, you know, we went through quite a bit of revisions and things like that. It was a pretty long process, you know, sometimes with bigger companies, you know, it, it takes a little while longer and sometimes you, you do a lot of work and then you sit and wait for a long time. Right. Like, I think, I think, I want to say that we did some stuff and then it was, there was like a month or so that we, I just didn't hear from him. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we're ready and we need this, you know, <laughs> yeah. next week. It, it, it ha- that happens to me all the time with my, uh, sort of one of my, my big dog clients. Like it's sort of like, this is due yesterday and then yeah. you do it and then they sit on it and then it's like, okay. And then it just sort of disappears for like two months and it's like, now we need to pick it back up. <laughs> and it was understandable. I mean, they were building a building at the same, at the time, you know, so it wasn't right. just a logo. I mean, they were building the actual hall of fame at the same time. So there's a lot of work to be done. So it was totally understandable that they, you know, <laughs> had other things on their plate. Did you, did you have any crossover with some of the people that might've been doing like some of the more environmental type stuff, like the interior architecture type things? No. Um, at the beginning it was just, it was just the logo I was hired to do. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then that transitioned into, okay, now we need, you know, style guides and things like that. Right, and then so I, I did all that, and then uh, a few months later, some you know marketing collateral, and then it turned into well, let's start working on a little more regular basis. So now I'm kind of at their disposal, you know, for whatever they need. So, right, and I'm actually I actually am doing some exhibit type things, like they have like player exhibits, and it's 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 really just some Photoshop work that they you know just putting players into a a file. Right. So there's some of that, but it's mostly marketing, collateral, things like that. What else? It's it's there's quite a bit of work. Well, you did the um, signing did, day logo, right? The signing day, right? There, so there's things that pop up like that. I did uh, a kids club. Mark, they have a ma- they actually have a mascot there named Fumbles. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, I didn't know a, that. He's a yeah. He's got a goalpost on the top of it. Sticking out his head. <laughs> nice. So you did the so, mascot? Uh, you created the ma- the? No, I didn't uh, create the mascot. They sent me photos, and I basically oh, okay. just. Just did a, a mark around uh, the mascot for the kids club. Yeah, and it's and it's you know it's you never know. Each day is an adventure. I mean, today I got a, you know a couple things from them, and a lot of times it's like, oh, that thing you did two months ago. We need to update it and right, you know, fix it. And then sometimes it's completely new stuff. It's fun though. It's it's it keeps me on my toes for sure. Yeah, and so that's that's really what I do for a lot of clients. I'm I'm just like kind of like their in house guy. I mean, I was an in house guy for. 11 years. So I kind of know, I'm, I'm kind of used to that being at their disposal, you know, just ready for anything. Right. And I, and I think that's, it's, it's, a, it's a valuable service to offer to co- companies where they, you basically just, you know, you're on a retainer and whenever they need something, they reach out to you. Yeah. And I don't, you know, some people may not 
want to do something like that. They just want to do project to project and that's fine. But, you know, I, I feel more comfortable having a guaranteed income. Right. Right. You know? Right. Well, me, and that's, that's sort of the uh, same way with, with myself and, and my lacrosse client. I mean, I'm basically, honestly, they could give me an email address and I'm pretty much the creative director of like the company, yeah. Yeah. you know, yep. working with outside vendors and that type of thing. Sure. And it's an, and it's a nice for companies. It's nice for them. Cause you're, you know, you're not really charging them as much as you would charge, you know, pay a full-time graphic designer. I mean, right. I, you, you may, you may be charging them that much, but I'm, I'm certainly not. Well, you know, they have to, if they, if they hired you, they're going to have to pay your insurance, all your equipment. Sure. Like, you know, oh, yeah. stuff. So it's like, even if you are Absolutely. charging them, what seems like might be more than what a salary would be, it's really not because if you take into account their costs, sure. they pay more sure. than what they're paying you. I you mean, know? yeah. I mean, that's, that's at least 30, anywhere from 30 to $50,000 for an in-house design, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And I think for, it depends on what you're, what you're doing design. too, right? Like if you're in a you know? some kind of big tech startup, you're going to be looking at like much higher sure. or whatever. What's your task? What's sure. your role? As sure. a designer, yeah. Maybe as a creative director, maybe you're at a, sitting sure. at a higher level or whatever. Right. Well, um, real quick, I also want to just kind of as we sort of wrap up here, uh, talk about the – the vault of American football. It looks like a pretty interesting project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you did that with, um, that was with Fermata, right? Can it's you talk about Fermata, that a little bit? Yeah. yeah, it's really cool stuff. So it's it's that, and then there's another brand they have called American Road Trip. Uh-huh. It's kind of the same thing. American Road Trip is like old defunct. Well, they're not all defunct, but it's like old restaurants like Howard Johnson's, uh, Bob's Big Boy, Waffle House, uh-huh. things like that. So kind of capturing... Those old you – know, the, the idea is, you know, you're driving – when you're a kid, you know, your kids take you to, to Disney World in the car and all the stops you make along the way, like at restaurants. That's kind of like the idea behind that whole thing. Right. And it's it's kind of cool. Like I, I I went back and built all these style guides around all these old brands and it was just really cool to kind of go back and do the research and find like all these, you know, maybe it was like an old hamburger wrapper or something like that or an old cup or an old kid's meal or something like that. Um, and just kind of building a style guide around all that that stuff. It's right. a really, really cool project. And the Vault of American Football is very similar. Old defunct football teams from like the 30s and 40s that don't exist anymore. The Columbus Panhandles. Right. Dayton Triangles. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And, the, and I, so I basically did the same thing building style guides for them as I did for the road trip thing. The, the problem is – with the football, there's really not a lot to go on. I mean, if you if you look up the Dayton Triangles, you're not going to find a whole lot of, you know, old artwork, right? To to base your style guide, so you kind of have to come up with with your own stuff. And some of it I made up just to kind of look old, and some of it I was able to find, and you know, we were able to to put it in the style guide. Yeah, when and if they don't have some kind of like historic group or whatever uh, there's something in st louis i'm trying to look it up right now it was uh it's like an old st louis baseball team i think it was the, i think it was like the the losingest team in baseball and like these people start a fan club for oh, yeah. it uh-huh. <laughs> and and it's like has a beautiful website just they they've got done like this really deep dive on like the history of that team so it's 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 awesome to see that that happening with some of these because who knows man that it may you know mean something to someone oh, much yeah. deeper than what it does to you know sure others well they make for really cool they make for really cool shirts too oh yeah you know, like, dude yeah like totally. some of that stuff is just priceless yeah. and it's like i actually when i when i first started working that i, I thought of Todd immediately and I like sent him a bunch of shirts. I was like, you're going to love these shirts. Cause yeah. that's like right up Todd's alley. Like he's just a wealth of this, just 
knowledge about stuff, not even sports, just about anything. I mean, when we hang out next week, I mean, he's just like so much fun to hang out with. I mean, he, he has a fact about everything. Yeah, no, to- totally. And and he even <laughs> even now even just in sports, like he's the history guy. Like he's Oh yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's, he's he's incredible. Yeah, he knows yeah. it all, man, and that's that's awesome. I think that's I'm I'm a sort of a closet history nerd, but more in in certain areas like maybe uh like Kentucky history or like uh-huh. Civil War history or something like that, but like not necessarily on a grand grander scale, but it's it's cool to right. kind of cross Mix those paths with like sports yeah. history. Oh, you guys and, will have a you guys will have a blast. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and I I met Todd. Uh, he came down to the first time I met him. He came down to Louisville to talk to a design group there, and I went up and met him. And so him and Joe were really the first people that that I even discovered that sports design even was like a thing. Oh you know, yeah, me too. It's like, dude, me this too. is totally. crazy. Like sports <laughs> graphic designer. Like who who would have thought? But. I remember when I when I went for that first meeting uh, in New York with with Joe. I we met at a like an Irish pub or something and had lunch, and uh, I I was well I was Joe was the first one there, but he was in the back and I didn't realize he was there, so I just sat kind of at the bar area just waiting for somebody to come in, and I saw Todd. I'm like, oh, there's Todd Rayden, man. <laughs> cool man. And then Joe came. I was like, hey, it's Joe. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this is uh, like a kid, a kid uh, you, you, uh, you just kind of dropped something there that uh, about next week we're, we're sort of, when this comes out, it will be the week of creative South. So we'll, yeah, um, a bunch man, of us are going a, a and blast. to just for you listeners, we've kind of got something awesome planned for the next, uh, episode, which is going to be halftime. Cause I'm not going to actually be recording a halftime while I'm down there, but uh, a bunch of us are going to get together. We're just going to sit, sit a recorder on the table and just let it roll. It's, yeah. it's, uh, uncut man i'm not even gonna edit that one it's just gonna go it's going out that's <laughs> oh, gonna be great we'll get some beers going by the time we might be i'll be hammered by the time it's over which will make for a lot yeah, of fun. it'll be it'll be good man it's i'm looking forward to it and there's a lot of listeners yeah. going too so it'll it'll be cool to kind of get a bunch of people together that are sort of like around this industry and and kind of yeah, meet up that's gonna that's gonna be great i'm i'm picking joe up at the airport on thursday afternoon and we're gonna we're gonna roll down awesome so. yeah i'm heading down thursday afternoon too i'm actually going down to stay in atlanta the night before dropping off the family at my in-laws then heading down the next day. So if any, anybody that's listening to this now, um, if you are going to creative South next week, then, then definitely tweet us and, uh, you know, we'll try to get together for some kind of hangout or something. So, but uh, to wrap up, man, where can, uh, where can listeners support you and kind of reach out online and, and, and that type of thing? My personal Twitter is TJ underscore Harley. Uh, somebody's got TJ Harley. Apparently, Harley underscore creative also for my my business Twitter. Also, Harley-creative.com. Don't go to Harley Creative. You'll get some guy that writes scripts for commercials. Uh, <laughs> that's not me. Harley-creative.com. Uh, I'm on Dribble. I think I think I got Harley Creative on that one. Nobody took it from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much oh, I got a Facebook page too for Harley Creative, but it's it's basically just the, the Twitter feed that, that shows up there. So Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you coming aboard. And, uh, hopefully, yeah, man. Hopefully, Thanks so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully you'll get some sleep too with the, with the newborn around. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's not crying right now, which means he might be asleep. So. <laughs> All right, man, cool. Thanks, Adam. My next guest – yeah, thank you, man. My next guest is going to be Tim Oliver. 
as an art director of Golf Digest, Tim's actually a super fitting guest for this time of the year with the Masters coming this this upcoming weekend when when this releases. Uh, he's been with Golf Digest and Condé Nast for 15 plus years, and he's won numerous awards for his work uh, from the likes of the Society of Publication Design and Society of Newspaper Design and more, uh, along with providing layout on the magazine and miscellaneous digital products for the Golf Digest brand. Tim has also created book designs for Hall of Fame golfers such as Phil Mickelson, Tom Watson, and Nick Faldo. He's also designed the official books for the national champion Tennessee, Tennessee volunteer football team, Back in like I think ninety eight, maybe that was, and as well as the book of history for the Green Bay Packers, so it should be should be a pretty good one. Big thanks again to TJ Harley for giving us some of his time, and especially TJ's wife for allowing him to get away and and uh, get away from the baby for a bit. Again, like he said, you can follow him on Twitter, TJ underscore Harley, and also Harley underscore Creative. A couple of things real quick. If you missed the last halftime episode, I discussed positioning, and we sort of talked a little bit earlier about vertical markets, and some of that really kind of falls into that last episode, how you can kind of develop some strategies to make you stand out in this crazy world of business with with so much parity in the world and, and sort of talented people. It's you got to kind of find a way to stand out. And a lot of times it might not just be your talent. Like TJ was saying earlier, if it's relationships and, and much more. So that's at makersofsport.com. Go check that out. Lastly, please take one to two minutes and head over to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. Hit the five star and write a review about your experience with the show. It helps the show get discovered by others and also helps us all to do our part to drive the quality and education of this niche forward. If you've gotten value from myself or any of the guests on the show, then please share the podcast and rate the content so that others can discover that value for themselves as well. So pay it forward. As always, I'll also accept ratings or likes on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whichever application you happen to be listening in right now. I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter and Dribble. The show is at Makers of Sport. TJ and I are off to Creative South. Until next time, have a good week.